Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate, episode 137, Resistance, World's Prep, and Sith Takers Breakdown. Tonight, I'm excited to cover our Sith Takers Tournament Open 2024 that happened this previous week, and we're going to cover all the lists as it is the largest X-Wing tournament to date this year, and almost the largest one to date from the previous year as well. So what we're going to cover tonight is we're going to cover different things. We are hoping that we see some BOE. We don't know for sure. Um, kind of give you a little preview of what possibly Worlds could hold with about half to a quarter of the people that would show up for Worlds this year. Also, we're going to be continuing our world prep with the Resistance Faction and Breakdown. Um, we're going to kind of go look over what's hot, what to watch for, uh, what you should be flying, and if Alex is going to give us the secret sauce to his list. With that being said, I apologize. We went live and then the stupid audio pooped out on me and I had to reboot. So here we are live for a second time. Let's bring in my co-host for tonight, the co-host with the mostest. Please welcome JJ. You still have an ugly hat. Gridiron, how are you tonight, sir? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, I, uh, I was able to finally pick up a PS5 last week um, or this week, I should say. And uh, and it's been so much fun. Been playing Helldivers um, mainly, uh, just waiting for Final Fantasy VII uh, remake to or Rebirth to come out. And uh, yeah, yeah, excited. Instead, you should be buying yourself some Baldur's Gate three, and we could get a little bit of Baldur's Gate three action going, baby. We could even probably stream that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Also joining us is the bench warmer himself. Please welcome Mister Alex. How are you tonight, sir? Oh, I'm not too bad. Uh, just, you know, nice lazy Sunday. I made some lasagna. Turned out pretty good. You hate Mondays too? <laughs> <laughs> I do after when, because, you know, we're streaming till 11, 11 at night. <laughs> That's kind of rough. You you like lasagna, you hate Mondays, and you had a lazy Sunday. Sounds like you got some Garfield going up in there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, glad that you all had a good weekend. I didn't. I went out to, to a buddy's house and we played Arkham Horror all weekend. So uh, nice. we got the Scarlet Keys uh, expansion, and uh, it's weird when you don't own all of Arkham Horror and you have to like proxy stuff. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Um, that's that's a little it's a little hard in my opinion. But we we made it work. We we have like we so if you didn't have a card, we took another card and you would write the name of that card. On a little sticky note and then you'd write all the verbiage for it and then we had like a line of sticky notes next to where we were at that way we knew what cards they were we always pick like different colors but there's um i don't know if you've ever played arkham horror if either of you have or not but it is a really great like co-op game if you've never played it before i love it um it's one of my favorite co-op games um story-wise and the scarlet keys if you've never played it like is like a carmen sandy ego type uh adventure so nice a lot oh, of choices. Did you mix it in with any other expansion? Uh, well, you mix you mix all of the cards for the investigators from all the other okay. expansions, but you don't usually run the other expansions. But the notably Scarlet Keys actually has integrated a few of the standalone scenarios as side missions, and we actually played both of them. One of them we did not know was a side one. We did not know that the Excelsior Hotel was. So we played that first just to kind of get our feet wet, see if we wanted to spend all weekend doing that. And then we we played um, 
<clears throat> then we started getting Scarlet Keys and then the Fortunes and Folly side pack that we just had gotten to. That one ironically goes with it. Like it just like it was one of the stops. And then all of a sudden, like, here's a side mission you can do. And we're like, oh, holy shit. Um, so right. you don't you don't mix in like uh, the some of the it's not like um, Marvel Champions where you can mix in yeah. match uh, the different tech pieces to it all the time. You can, but it, it it's a little bit harder because sometimes the other scenario feature pieces could affect what you're doing either negatively or could just make the whole thing like really hard to play. Um, which we've done. We tried that before, like in a custom content one, it didn't work out very well. <clears throat> That's fair. I did play Eldritch Horror a couple times and I really liked that. I never really played too much of Arkham though. Yeah, it's it's a similar-ish uh, concept. It, the difference, I think the big difference is like the, the Eldritch Horror has a little bit closer knit of a theme a little bit less choices um than you get with the arkham horror piece it's it's a lot cheaper of a of of a game to get into though i'll tell you that right now <laughs> yeah but yeah so that was my four-way we're very excited for star wars unlimited coming out next week for the pre-release we'll probably be chatting a little bit about that we will not be going through list we are not a star wars unlimited podcast you do not have to worry we are just three people that also like a lot of Star Wars stuff, except for Alex just likes games and Star Wars happens to be games he likes. Um, but we will we will probably talk a little bit about Star Wars Unlimited because essentially my daughter's birthday is next weekend and I got permission, but I'm running a pre-release event on Saturday for nice. my local. And then because I probably won't get to play, I'm going to go on Sunday <laughs> to play at the pre-release event if they still have spots left i have to look tonight when i get done with this so if right you're if you're running it michigan and do it I'm, so I'm question for you. On <laughs> if you're running it are, are you i'm assuming you're also judging it too right uh yes so i will be essentially the store the store manager didn't want to learn it and now he's going to learn it anyway um just in case i'm not there but essentially he didn't want to learn how to play the game so he just was like here you were at the demo and you've been playing it. And you seem excited. You want to just run that. And so, yes, yeah, so I'll be doing, I got to go through all the rules this week. That's like my nightly chore every night for like an hour. I have to go through and read part of the rules book. Um, and uh, I, I guess on a positive side, JJ, I, I know I'm giving you a long answer to your short question, but on a positive side, the website now actually has like rules examples. And nice. I hope to God AMG takes that because they could fix that forum by just having like their cards listed and you have the ability to like go in and it can give you frequently asked questions for each of the cards. That's genius. Never thought about that before until I saw that this weekend. I was going to ask. I I know that they have particular cards. I know that's the Mace Windu, um, but I know that's probably for like OP. Um, Are you going to get something similar like that for, for running the event? Uh, So they have judge, they have judge cards that, um, so supposedly I'm going to get the judge cards. That's, that's what I was told I would get. And then they would probably they said they they would work with me on some other stuff. I get I get a pretty big discount at that store, like a really like I get like a thirty percent discount almost. I at that store because the amount of money I spent on Destiny and X Week at that store. <laughs> um, you you paid their paychecks essentially. Uh, interesting. <laughs> well, not just, not everybody's paychecks. Maybe a month of paychecks, but yes, I've sp- I've spent some money there. Um, but they they um they've always been very generous to their judges. So the he did, we didn't go through. I didn't ask for anything um, to be honest with you, other than that, like if they get promos and store kit stuff that I get first crack at running stuff. So nice. 
That's awesome, man. All right. Well, anyway, let's not spend all night talking about Star Wars Unlimited. Again, we are an X-Wing podcast for those of you who <laughs> are just joining us and have never heard of us before. Um, we are not a Star Wars Unlimited podcast. Do not let JJ fool you. Um, so tonight we're going to kick it off. Uh, we're going to have a conversation real quick. It's not even going to be very long. AMG has released two things. We're only covering one of those things tonight. Um, AMG has officially released the rules doc for uh, World's Adepticon. Unless we have tournaments to go over next week, we will go over some of those rules and some of the, the things for Adepticon next weekend. I didn't want to do it this week because Sith Takers has enough to cover that. That's that's a pretty big chunk of time. But I did want to say I was pretty excited to see they released a, a notification about prize wall stuff. Um, they're basically telling us what what they're going to have there to some extent, what the cost is going to be per, for the ticket prices. And we already know how much tickets we're going to win for how many games we're going to play. Um, I signed up uh, for the uh, Sunday second heat. So hopefully I don't know how they're going to do that. If they're just going to take everybody from the first heat and let them play by themselves and then take everybody from the second heat on Sunday. I highly doubt I'll be in the top eight. So I'm <clears throat> I'm pretty good with uh, confirming that I don't think I'll make top eight <laughs> at Worlds. <laughs> and um, I'm going to I'm happily just going to play. I think I'm going to play to grind some tickets um, and it would be nice for me. I think I want some of those foil promo cards um, yeah. more than anything else. I, obviously, I want dice, but by Sunday, dice will probably be gone is my guess. They went fast last year, so. But any thoughts, any guys, good. any thoughts on this prize wall stuff? It looks decent to me i guess i don't know yeah i'm definitely interested to see what art uh what art prints they're gonna have up uh, in the various sizes because I, I would definitely love to like get some to fill up my wall even though i'm not going to that con but um it, it's pretty cool to see them like actually put in this amount of effort for prizes and stuff for depth this is probably going to be the biggest uh amount of prizes that they're going to have available in any one of their official tournaments that i know of Yeah, 10, 10 tickets for dice seems super cheap. I feel like those yeah. are going to go out real fast. That's kind of what I thought, too. <laughs> yeah, that's really um, cheap. Now, if they got cool acrylic tokens, I'll probably pick some of those up, too. I'll tell you what, JJ. So here's the deal. I have a cost of what it costs me to go to Adepticon this year. And if those foil prints, those art prints, those tickets, we can, we can make a deal somehow to maybe reduce the cost of me having to go out there because i don't care about art prints like personally like the shit doesn't stick on my walls very well <laughs> if you've ever been in my basement i have cement walls and i could put stuff up to stick things to but whatever like i move my room around enough i don't want to do that so we could make some deals and discuss you know 40 tickets is x amount of time and blah 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 i don't know i don't know how to get 150 tickets so unless you win everything that seems like a lot of tickets to me yeah um but we'll see Maybe they'll have some cool acrylic tokens we've never seen before. Yeah, if they're anything like last year's world's acrylics tokens, uh, those are really, really nice. I like those a lot. They were thick. Yeah. And you know what would be really cool? If they like, remember when Dion did those metal ones? Like, I don't need the metal per se because they always weigh your kit down, like, and stuff like that. But if they had those, like, big acrylic tokens, those would be awesome. Like, I would love that stuff. You know, give me a big focus token I could just throw on the table, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so that's kind of the that's we're <laughs> I don't have much other information than that. All I know is that they say they're gonna support all of their games equally with this style of a prize wall, and this is how it's gonna be. Um, I won't lie and say 
from my understanding, and I could be wrong about this, but I think from my understanding, you can take tickets you earn at X-Wing and go to other prize walls and buy stuff. So if they have a really cool Armada Thrawn card, you know I'm probably going to pick <laughs> that up. Um, or if they have something cool, like I don't even play Shatterpoint, but if they had something really cool for Shatterpoint, some dice or something like that, I might actually just go pick some of that type of stuff up. Um, I don't know. We'll see. The only weird thing that they had on there was these play area bumpers, which I guess they clarified. Um, they clarified that they're like to go on the edges of the board or they're like so that they give you room to put your cards out. And I want it to be like, sure, that's great. Except for how many times do we get tables with that much room? To yeah, exactly. At a tournament. <laughs> I don't know. How. <laughs> Jeez, like at the time you got to take up some of the mat space just to put up your cards, man. Like, please. <laughs> exactly. And, and beer. And beer. And yes. the beer. <laughs> well, and this year we're getting an Airbnb. Uh, some of the guys are. So um, we're actually Alex is staying with us, too. So it's going to be me and Alex not sleeping, probably getting up and we're going to have to carpool. I figured out, but I've decided I'm going to pre-make my whiskey and Cokes this time. So that when Alex and them start cracking beer at nine in the morning, I could crack my whiskey and Coke. And by the time noon comes around and I've done terribly and maybe one of them had done terribly, then then we could go just hang out and drink in the parking lot and have somebody drive us around. So. Hopefully. So, yes, very classy. Yes, Sherman. And and and, and Liam, <laughs> Liam, we will probably not steal them. I don't know if I really want to steal from me and G in that fashion. I guess I am going to say <laughs> on record that I'm not going, I'm not going to steal anything. <laughs> so there well, we nice, go. Nice quotation mark there. You're buddy. just going to liberate. That's it. <laughs> Archive. Okay. All right. Well, in an effort to continue with our world's prep, I want to talk about resistance and I want to go through the world's prep first. And, 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 and you, and I don't want you guys to shoot me for this. I want to do it for two reasons. One, this is something we've committed to as a podcast, but two, because I want to talk through world's prep without us actually seeing a lot of what happened at Sith Eggers. And then we can see if our, our ideations matched up with kind of what they've, they had there. They probably will. Cause it is re re resistance and resistance is a, decently cut and dry plug and play faction um but we'll see so there was definitely some different four ship lists and i don't i don't think alex or jj had time to look through any of the lists or not other than the weird ones i sent i sent because i did not build this dock until um well i got home tonight so so why don't we go into our world's prep discussing resistance our goal is to discuss popular lists valuable pieces and what you could either fly to win worlds or what you might run into so i decided to start to begin with let's start right here with what are the upgrades the first upgrade you could just ignore that's whatever <laughs> i don't i don't know how to get rid of that eek pair i need something where where when i drop down to pick what i want for my upgrades i can like i can do like a multiple choice like i can on excel and say I only i want these specific upgrades to look at instead of like an all or only one upgrade. Um, but anyway, so it, you can ignore her or the, the, the S foils, but you can see heroic is the second highest um, count upgrade <laughs> that is taken. Um, I don't know. That seems, that seems probably logical, right? I mean, it's two points. It's an easy slap in there upgrade. Um, stuff like that. The marksmanship, 
that's the no-brainer. But look at the discrepancy between heroic and marksmanship. That's crazy, right? Like, is that just because we're everybody's running T70s? Is that what you guys think? Yeah, T70s, and uh, I mean, you do see uh, ZZ or not ZZ, sorry, uh, Lulu a lot, uh, which can use heroic reliably as well. So yeah. Well, the the loadout got cut to ten, right? So it's shield upgrade and yeah, and heroic. It's either heroic or if you want like marksmanship starboard or or marksmanship dead eye, but. I just slap on heroic now. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know, what's kind of impressive, though, is that that frequency of the integrated S foils, you got the 0.06% of the people who aren't running T70s at all in any of their resistance list. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, who, who are those people? No, no T70s. Oh, we, we will see them in Sith Takers, Alex. There, there is, I believe, a Sith Takers that there's like one or two listed that have those. Um, that's that I will agree with you. That is crazy. That that's over one percent. So I don't know. Um, marksmanship, whatever. That's that's normal. It's interesting to see R six D eight is taken over N nine G eight um, by quite a bit. Um, is that just because they're not and not everybody's running the multiple T seventies, or or is yeah, it because people are choosing other things? R six D eight also costs one less. So if you have LO, it like slots in there really well. Um, Fair enough. And then also it's, you know, passive re-rolls as opposed to locking one of your, you or your opponent to force re-rolls. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you don't have to set anything off, right? It's just you joust the other person. Now you get re-rolls. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I will say if you, if you look at your, or your percentile, right. For these, like in fairness, it's, it, they're very close to each other, right? Like 59 and, and, and 58, like they're, they're pretty close. It's just taken so much more. It just seems crazy to me, you know. Um, then you have HLC. I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that's a, any surprise. We've been seeing that for a while. Uh, Ferris Fair Paint is kind of the other tech that uh, we felt was underrated well before people were using it. Um, R four Astromech. So, do you think there's 440 and 88 instances of Y wings? Is that why we have R4? Is like everybody just putting R4 on a Y wing? We also have like T70 Poe, usually gets R4 yeah. as well. True. So, it's between that and like Zori. Yeah. But if you, so, if you look at the difference between the wartime loadouts, right? And, and, and the R4s, the, there's only a 42 count difference 32 poles baby (laughs) so there you go there you go like this it's crazy so um and then obviously plasma torps i don't think that any of that stuff is really a surprise so if we look at squads so we're gonna we'll start with squads then we will obviously dive into pilots and then we actually will get deeper into the, the pilots and kind of the mixture of it obviously the highest taken squad is the five t70s followed by four t70s and zori the Poe or Ray in three T70s is interesting that that's up there higher too. I was a little surprised to see, um, to see that as a number three, but it, it did fill in there as number three. Number four is three T70s and A Wing, three T70s, an A Wing, and then Lulo. yeah, mostly Lulo, maybe once in a while Tally, and then a a some sort of a uh, sorry. Zori, Zori. Yeah, Zori. Yeah. You could run ZZ, right? You could run ZZ and and Sasha or something like that if you really wanted to, but I don't think you're getting your point value for that A Wing there. Um, 
at all. Uh, the seventh most popular one is the five ship one where you have the you have BB-8 and a Falcon, two T-70s and a Y-Wing. Um, to be that that one comes in with 24 with only four more instances than running a fireball in place of the y-wing um so we'll get to the that discussion because that, there's that's a huge difference you know um in there but i don't know do you see anything in here that really stands out in terms of count for for these lists i mean i think we all know five t-70s was going to be in there yeah definitely you get to uh, my list or something, you know, semi close to it towards like the 15, the 16s, and the 17s. <laughs> <laughs> Cough, but you know, we're good. Um, yeah, no, I mean, all this is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, like, you know, shit that we've seen, right? We've been seeing this for since they're just like, hey, we're going to put at least five of the T-70s down to four points. Yep. And and give them decent loadout prices too, right? You yeah, know? Exactly. They don't even uh, need like super decent ones. Like eight points is nice. But I think it's just the versatility of having the weapons hard point is honestly why they're as successful as they are. Yeah. Because they're just so versatile of a platform. Yeah. So now when we talk about popular by percentile, we're not going to spend very long on it. Um, the like some of the other ones that we saw are not up here. And this one up here with the two Y wings and a Falcon and a thing that's from this weekend. So like that throws in, just so you know, that was not there. <laughs> I promise you that was not there <laughs> last week. Um, so we will go over that list. Don't worry. Um, they're like, oh, planning phases is covering resistance today. Let's skew their stats. <laughs> they they did. Some of the stats are 100% skewed because it's the takers this week. For oh, sake. There was one instance by the same person back in late October. <laughs> All right. Fair enough, then. But, um, so this is a little interesting. I, I don't like this one as much as because when we start going looking at percents, how you lose your count. And so now we're going down in count. So like, I think if it, like the popularity goes up, you know, for example, the number two one is a six ship. The number three one is a six ship. Like those are not as popular and resistant. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about it, but they're, they're really genuinely six ship resistance is not as popular as what it was like before. Um, and that's a lot of bloody, that's a lot of bloody hull to go through. I'll tell you that though. <laughs> um, so then we could talk a little bit about pilots. Pilot count. Ello is the highest taken pilot. Who knew? Then Temin, then Jess. Vanessa sneaks in there at number five, though, right? Which I think is a little surprising that we've seen uh, Vanessa sneaking in there a little bit because a lot of people did were not high on on her, right? That was not one of the the ones that people were running. Uh, it's just easier to jowls with Vanessa than it would be like Lulo. Right. And yes. then you have a rear yeah. shot with the Brach rocket. So that's why you take her over like Kari or like yeah. Nimi, I guess. Like Nimi might just be a little bit too low of initiative. Yeah. And 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 the question becomes is is does Nimi's ability better though than Venisa's? Probably not, because she could take barrage barrage rockets, right? So yeah, she has more time on target uh with her ability, so it just makes sense that 
uh, Veniza becomes the the choice uh, versus Nimi. Yeah, Lulo Veniza does has... in there though, yeah. at, at at number seven, right, or number eight? Yeah, that's true. What were you gonna say? Oh, Veniza has a higher time on target, but car, uh, but uh, Nimi is more accurate. More accurate. So yeah, really depends on how you're how well you're flying it. Also, yeah, I'm true. pretty sure I'm bringing that Eloatsi uh, frequency down. I'm pretty sure that's all just because of me. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you run resistance at tournaments this year, Alex? I think it was like four or five tournaments. Really? I don't remember any of that. Everyone I went to, you ran scum. Uh, the first couple of them, I ran resistance, and then a couple ones in Ohio, I was running resistance. Ah. Um, Poe and Ray filling in that bottom. Kind of in, a little interchangeable. They fit different uh, keys. Notice we don't see frequency count of a Poe X Wing in here. Uh, that's that is to me that's a little surprising. Number sixteen, but it's not in the top ten. So it's not it was, top fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you go by percentile, we still don't see Tim, or we still don't see see him. <laughs> like, where's my Poe X Wing doing well? Like, I'm a little, I, I don't know. That's that's a little weird to me. And Rose, who brought Rose? I don't know who brought Rose. Who's who's <laughs> skewing my Rose numbers? I don't ever see Rose Blade. Somebody's skewing my Rose number here. <laughs> Is it somebody this weekend? Did one of y'all overseas bring Rose? Uh, hold on, we're gonna look because I have oh, this. I, I, I have this up. I have this specifically up. Okay, it's all at the beginning of the year. Some people were bringing Rose. Okay. Like, I don't know. I just didn't understand it. Um, and I can kind of see it in like a Chewbacca list, but only one person did that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I think Rose has her has her place with um, with like a T-70 list, right? Because you can put C-3PO on her and she can get rerolls on her own um, because she's usually being out you know, like lagging behind everybody. Um, so she she would have friendlies above there. So you know, she she has her uses. I mean, granted, she still only has four hole, but the ability to coordinate and still get a, a calculate, and then she has re rolls on there. She she does provide a little bit of utility there. Yeah, Rose is like the fifth best three point option in resistance. Yeah. I mean, in this list here, you could drop her down to BB eight, right, and have yeah. one other point to bump one of these other X wings, or yeah. do so, or you could bump you could bump Nia Nub up to like commander poe i don't know anyway i just i was a little surprised by that um to be honest with you so i thought ooh, whatever we'd look at it um chorus chorus capellum out of all the y-wings doing the best is is chorus the best y-wing alex do you think chorus is the best or, or I'll, for the three-point y-wings excuse me let's not talk about zori uh, no again. i okay. don't but i feel like less people bring chorus than like shaza and liga uh, apparently not Liga, but they, they bring it less than Shaza. And I think Shaza is the one you go to. And then if you're putting more Y-Wings in there, then you put Chorus in. Like, Chorus is only as good as the loadout that you have for the rest of the squad. Because Chorus is more the most effective when you have um, when you have Swarm Tactics on. Uh, somebody that can bump him up to a higher initiative, then his ability can really be a factor at that point. Um, and even then, it's based on the initiative. Um, but if you're still leaving him at, you know, in this, his his regular initiative, he's not going to be doing much. So, I feel like people bring Saja in lists like by herself as the three pointer. So those lists don't do as well as something that's like 
a Lando list is kind of built around those Y wings and supporting them. Yeah, fair enough. Um, nice seeing Jess. Obviously, Jess is Jess up there, pretty high. Um, Jess is real good. Even with the nerf, I still think Jeff Jess is pretty is still pretty good. Um, I would I would expect to see her win frequency go down a little bit, but overall, I still think Jess is one of the better pieces. I I don't know. I back in two point oh, I flew Jess quite a bit in the Y in the T seventy. So yeah, I think she's like the second best T seventy behind Snap. Yeah. And there's there's our girl Ray and Lulo, both of them up in there at eight and nine. So you know they hit the top most ran pilots, and they're hitting the top you know win percentages. That seems pretty good to me. So You're welcome. <laughs> it's, not, it's not you. You didn't run 174 of them. So, um. So all right, let's talk a little bit about pilots, right? So we don't need to talk about rows. We could just skip skip rows, right? <laughs> like that's just what we skip. Who, who do you want, Alex, since you're our resident resistance lover, who do you want to start with? Who do we want to start pilot-wise to talk about? I mean, do you just want to blast through a whole bunch of the really easy ones first? Sure. Because yeah. there's not a lot of variety you're going to get out of, like, Jess Pava and Zori, right? There's kind of, like, three builds at most. All right. Cool. Let's start with Zori, then. That works for me. All right. So if you want to you want to go kick us off, I'll let you kick us off. I do a lot of the talking, so I'm going to let you kick us off. So here's kind of a problem. The most run um, loadouts are no longer legal. Yeah, I was going to say. Point yeah. hit. <laughs> so when you look at, well, Magpulse Plaza Torpedoes, that's pretty cool. That's really utility. It doesn't happen anymore. So you, the typically... The, you know, the biggest one that you see typically is uh, wartime R4 plasma dorsal. So now with the two point hit, it's kind of do you want to dump the dorsal or do you want to dump the R4? Because wartime plasma torps kind of is a must include. <laughs> like that's the best bang for your buck you're going to get out of Zori. You're going to get a double modded I5 plasma torp off rip just by someone else next to you. So the, the qu real quick question then: Does she need to have that? Does she need to have that that R four because of her ability? Is that is that like the idea behind that? So yeah. it's kind of it's iffy, right? Because the blues are better than any other Y wing because you get one banks and then the one two three straight. Uh, so if you can just deal with not turning, um, and also, by not turning a dorsal would actually really help. Uh, you can drop R4. If you find yourself turning a lot or like using Zori's ability all the time and doing like a two bank or or whatnot, then a dorsal probably not as good. I think I would drop the R4 or the dorsal, honestly. And I don't usually run dorsals on my Ys. Yeah. And I just wonder because it's it is sad that we can't take the Magpulse Plasma because that was fun. That was silly, ridiculous. You never knew what you were getting. Um, I did not know many people that were running the Ion Magpulse. Um, that that was that's a new one for me. Yeah, there's um, only eight instances of it. Yeah, that it's one says it like does it a, a lot. Is it worth dropping plasmas to do like a, a double mounted ion turret shot or no? I 
Mm. No? Okay. No. I mean, like, the, the Iron Cannon turn Magpulse is, like, a super control style of Zori, but in my experience with playing against Zori and playing Zori a lot, it's just... She's there, she shoots both Plasma Torps, and then she's dead now. So, get get as much value as you can out of the, the Plasma Torps. Yeah. Because she's a pretty easy target, especially if you're doing, like, four T-70s and Zori. You're like, well, Zori's the slowest and easiest to hit. Granted, she has nine health, but, you, you know, you can, you can take her out pretty easy. Fair enough. All right. Any anything else? I mean, we look at squad mates. Uh, she does really well with Ray. It looks like. I have never seen Sori in a list with Ray, <laughs> and that seems kind of crazy to me. Well, I mean, nine Ray Yellow yeah. Nine Nub. Yeah, as I say, normally if you do see Zori with Ray, um, it's usually she's usually paired up with like. The lower level initiative ship or Elo in that case, um, because Ray takes up a lot of space and wants to do whatever she wants to do. Um, so it's it's not cause of Ray, it just happens to be there with Ray. Yeah, and it's an all I five list, right? Because you can do Elo and yeah. not Ray and Zori. So yeah, in that case, you can shoot your plasma torpedo, strip off a shield, and then have Ray come in and deal the 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 potential crit damage. Yeah. I mean, it really kind of boils down as, do you like running Y-Wings? Yeah, cool. Do you like Zori? Cool. Um, plasma torpedoes and figure out if you want to run Dorsal or R4 or not. <laughs> if you're yeah. better at banking in with and then having coverage with the Dorsal or if you want to like too hard in and then get her ability off all the time. So fair enough. Uh, we don't really need to talk about what list Jess fits into. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, the, uh, the most, the, the one that has the most successes, Jamie Beam M9G8. Uh, I, but I don't know if I feel that that's the best. I don't know. Is, is that, Alex, is that really the best? I build? have seen that very frequently. Um, and it, you know, it fits right. It still technically fits with the one point reduction. Um, I'm not a fan of M9G8 on Jess, massive fan of M9G8. Love Jess. I like having people should be targeting Jess first and yeah. having charges on your droids really make that a pain. For your opponent, having M9G8 means you get one-time rerolls. That's you're lacking offense or defense, depending on that. I liked the the one that like Stanny or like Tommy Adams uh, they ran, which was like BB Astromech and Ferrisphere. But you can't do that anymore because you know the new Tide Defenders came out. Can't have Ferrisphere anywhere anymore. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I still like, uh, I mean, R2-D2 fits still. There's exactly six points. That gives you the most charges. Uh, but the BB Astromech, honestly, was uh, pretty solid. 
Well, I think that's what a lot of people were running on just was that BB Astromech. And that's so still you, one like Baffle. Yeah, so you, you can still run it. You just can't run much else. Yeah. That's fair. Um, if you don't have BB-8 in your list, though, that's an interesting upgrade. <laughs> I want to put it on someone else, but it's still uh, system face boost. Can really mess with people. So I have a dumb question, and I know this is really dumb, but if you're gonna, if you are gonna run, so you can't run BB-8, but if you, let's say you were gonna run, yeah, you can run BB Astromech though, right? Yep. With her, yeah. you could run Underslung Blaster Cannon, and I'm not oh. saying this is good, but it's just hilarious though, right? Why would you not do that? Because Baffle will probably come up more. Because you're right. not target locking with. With Jess Pava frequently, and you need a target lock to shoot underslung blaster cannon. Fine, I that's fine. I'm just saying, like, it just feels like, oh my god, I got two points there, right? I could do that, you know. Are you, whatever. I wish Jess had a talent slot, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, uh, no, I do. Oh, no, you could just put heroic on there, and then it's even worse. <laughs> it, I, <laughs> That's yeah, fine. that's that's it's fine with me. So, well, she doesn't have a talent slot either, right? No, she she doesn't. No, she that's doesn't why I said I would like yeah. her to. Uh, do we cover Lega? We didn't like Do we want to cover Lega? I mean, if you're yeah, running like the like Lando list that has a bunch of Y wings, uh, you, do you add Lega, right? She, well, you just generally put uh. Diamond Boron missiles on her, right? That's the, mm-hmm. the Y Wing I recall. Because she's got a native missile slot. So when you put on wartime, you can do double missiles. So typically people just put on Diamond Boron missiles, and that's your entire loadout. Yeah. So this one ran plasmas wartime. You think plasmas are better than. Than uh, the other, no, you're an i3, so unless your other list is like around i3s, um, the plasmas are less good, fair enough. Uh, but with like Lando, you can run like Liga and Shaza and Just Pava all at i3 and have double mods for everything, kind of thing, so. Yeah, because these lists look like they're putting it with three Y wings, Lo and Lando. Would you mm-hmm. drop? Would you drop Sasha or Chorus down to BB eight to bump that the Sasha up, or do you take Sasha over Lega? You just take Sasha. I have dropped Lo down to like Jarek to bump up uh, Chorus to Jess when I ran Lando. Okay, and that was not too bad. Because you get three i3s, they're all double modded. You get an i5 mag pulse with uh, Jarek, and then you got Lando doing Lando things. Yeah. Uh-oh. But yeah, the, the three y wings, they're not like set in stone what you bring, but generally it's like cool. Shaza's bringing like dorsal plasma, Liga's bringing diamond boron missiles, Chorus is bringing like, typically like cluster missiles, uh, but it all kind of revolves around Lando. So. Yeah, it's it's that giving out the extra actions that really make those things powerful. 
All right, moving on to Nimi. We do see Nimi. Nimi does have a decently high count um, comparatively. I, I know Corey was very high on Nimi, like quite a bit. I don't like Nimi personally. That's just, it's just maybe it's a play style thing. I don't like it. I don't like them very well. But um, as you can see, in 9 g 8 Ferrisphere, probably decent. That's probably the, the I would not do shield upgrade personally. <laughs> uh, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, like she's a pretty solid M9GA carrier because yeah, you you're not gonna like you know you're not target locking with me because you just convert a blank to a focus result, right? So um, it, it's a solid call. I've seen that a couple times. It's pretty solid. Um, I like it more than um. Like, you know, the R6-D8 HLC version, which I've seen a couple times, which is kind of funny. Or Prockets. Um, I'm... Shield upgrade, I understand. But I think uh, if you're going to do it, M9-G8 is the way to go. Yeah. And then you have the three points to do whatever you want with. Ferrisphere is a fair call. I think that's a fair call list. Um, somebody ran Prockets. Look at that. A Procket Nimi. I don't know who's running a Procket Nimi, but... Well, you can Maybe. convert a blank to a focus result. Yeah, sure. That's, any that's good. Attack. Sure, but how many times? I mean, I guess maybe once a tournament, you get that pocket off, right? And that works great. Once a, once a tournament. Come on, but there's no way that Nimi's getting that many pocket shots off. Like, I don't, maybe, maybe, she, maybe, maybe they are. I don't know. Depends how many arcs you play. It's <laughs> yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> Here, look at this. This is the funny thing. You have integrated shield, integrated shield, and then this one has jamming beam. Is it a plus 10? It's at a negative 0.19 if you don't take jamming beam. So if you have a point, take jamming beam, I guess, because it's uh, better for you. Uh, <sighs> all right. What else? Who do we want to hit next? Uh, well, I mean, we can go back up to LO, right? He's just the most frequently played pilot. Yep, we can go to LO. LO, I think there's a little bit more discussion loadout-wise. Yeah, correct? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of resistance is not, like, set in stone, but it's like, well, you only have seven to eight points to work out. So there's only so many effective uh, loadouts you can do. But so LO... the first one is is the Ferrisphere R6D8 one. There's only six instances of that. Yeah. And that's okay. Honestly, um, the one I like the most actually is the um, Crackshot uh, R68. I believe uh, there were several people down in Ohio when I went there that were running that version, and they they like it a lot, and I, I do too. Um, you know, Crackshot... Your your you know, the T seventy is actually pretty bulky, so they live a little bit longer, so it's a little bit harder to justify the crack shot. But you know, you have an I five double modded shot if they're in bullseye, and then you can crack shot. It's a really good um, if they're very fragile aces, or just knocking some more damage in there. So I don't know, maybe a Zori shot them with a plasma torp, right? And other they're stripped of shields, and Ilo can go in there and just finish them off with a crack shot and so i have another weird question so, so I, I see somebody some people are running the crack shot 
Jamie Bean Predator. So we ignore Jamie Bean for a second. We just say Crackshot Predator. Do you do we feel Crackshot Predator is a little bit better than than the R sixty eight? Is the only reason R sixty eight is in here is because you don't have another carrier, or do you specifically want R sixty eight on Lo comparatively? I mean, R sixty eight is strictly a better upgrade than Predator, right? Because it allows for more rerolls, and it does functionally the same thing as Predator. Um, yeah. If it's just you. Uh, I think the only reason why they were running Predator Crackshot is because someone else in their list already had R68, probably Snap. Yeah. Well, uh, and that's why I'm going to run it on Snap. It's a solid upgrade for Hello. I mean, you only get eight points, so if you take Crackshot, you got four left, and that's your best droid. Although there is kind of an edge case for BB Astromech, which I've seen before, and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Another popular one is the R68, or I'm sorry, the Swarm Tactics, Jamming Beam, Heroic. Um, I do not like that, but that's just my personal opinion. So it's how I would, I wouldn't be able to fly it very, I wouldn't, I don't think, it would not fit my play style, but we have seen that have quite a bit of success. Um, yeah. Honestly, like, um, Ferrisphere, um, Ferrisphere HLC isn't too bad. Other than, you know, people put HLCs on LO as well. So three points left over. Ferrisphere's not too bad. You can do heroic marksmanship, which a fair people, a fair amount of people do. So uh, it's a very flexible uh, platform. I think that's why people love him, is that he's an I 5 and they can just kit him out however they want. My question is: Is when do I when do I get a a heroic or separatist? That's what I want to know. My droids blink out all the time. <laughs> well, hopefully in future packs we'll get something like that for CIS. Another option is that advanced optics, right? Uh, I have not personally seen that very much. Um, people have ran it. I I don't like the advanced optics either because the, most of the time, like, do you really want to spend that focus for you know for an extra hit? when you only have two dice. Um, you um, do get heroic, I guess. Yeah, and the other part of it, too, is just, like, it's situational, right? Because there are times where, you know, with Elo's ability, being able to do the talent roll, um, you're going to be in a situation where you might just be, like, on a one-on-one situation versus another ship. Um, so in that case, having that advanced optics will help you on offense to, uh, like, be more accurate. Um, so the, there is a there is an edge case for it, uh, but you're right, typically... If you are in more than two arcs or more than one arc, you're you're gonna save that focus for on on defense usually. Yeah, if we compare it to like Rush, who typically would bring like a predator advanced optics kind of thing, um, Rush double repositions and get out of arcs. Hello, can't, <laughs> yeah. and that's the important thing. I mean, you get a white talent roll, which is pretty cool, but uh, ooh. It, it, it does help, you know, if you do optics, you can do heroic marksmanship or like a predator optics for really accurate shots. But mm, ooh, that's that's tricky to get to really flank. Yeah, the other one that shows up a lot is the N9G8 heroic uh, marksmanship. Is M9G8 is she the carrier for N9G8? I, I don't I don't know if I think that's. I don't know if I'd want her. I guess if I had nothing else in my list, but I almost feel that 
R sixty eight on her would be better than, and it's a point cheaper. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have M nine G eight in your list and you absolutely want M nine G eight in your list, it's not bad. I'd probably do Predator over Marksmanship Heroic, just so I can also have a mod. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you need it in your list, Elo's not bad because you can put Predator. And you're an I five, so you can actually get the predator off. Yeah. But like, that's like my like third choice for M ninety eight. Yeah. All right, who's next? Who do we hit next, Alex? I was about to say, and I think Lo because it's played in almost literally every single resistance list. Looking at teammates is going to be uh, it's not worth skewed, it, dude. Right, not worth it. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, let's, let's just keep on with the D70s, right? You uh, snap Waxley here. Yeah, same thing. We don't have... We, does it, He fits in so many bloody lists. Um, I, it more is the loadout. Um, HLC yeah. is the most popular one. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much like all of these, because they're four points, is kind of just smash them together because they're proven to just, you know be solid across the board, right? Uh, but yeah, in Snap's case, R68 HLC is by far the highest loadout. The second one would be Heroic Ferrisphere R68. And your highest uh, percentage one has uh, R68 as well. So yep. you see that pop up everywhere. I've even run like Crackshot R68 before. So is the Jamie Beam just in here for shits and giggles? Why wouldn't you run Marksmanship? Oh, because you have Crackshot. Never mind. That's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I I've I think my preferred for like a normal list would be R68 HLC. I mean, just getting rerolls and more dice is always good, and you. Get mostly free boosts, right? As long as you don't do a one, so you can you don't have to worry about repositioning. It's just more of it being in the right place and and shooting. Yeah. Now, so I'm going to say, if you are not good at getting bullseyes, then the question is, what would you run instead of HLC? So let's say let's say you're a player that is not great at at bullseyes. What would you run instead then? Honestly, I, I would like to have the r68 on temen and you know and just hope that everybody else would have the bullseye and that way i can just focus on on repositioning or focusing or claiming objectives um with that um and then if i have that opportunity to have that re-roll then that's what i'm going to focus on but other than that i'm going to be a lot more objective minded defensive minded with L, uh with um temen yeah i mean um r68 you don't have to bullseye with snap himself. So as long as yeah. someone else, mm-hmm. you know, bullseyes him, even if you're not good at it, like Ferrisphere heroic R68, if you're not good at bullseyes, uh, that's still a pretty solid upgrade. Yeah. Yep. And I, I only say because the, the, the HLC is that spike damage, right? Like it gives you that extra dice at range two and three that allows you to do it. But if you are not good at bullseyes, I would like, don't run HLC. And that, that was my point. Like I get the R68, but like people don't always like HLC at an I4, even with the boost. I know Alex loves his bullseyes. So 
it's a little bit different, but not everybody else's practice practices Alex's at, at bullseye. So people um, just keep bullseyeing Merle. That's not that's not on me. <laughs> that's that's true. It's really easy you, to bullseye things when you just block them. Well, you know what? The, what the sad thing is with Merle is getting a bullseye with your rogue. <laughs> That's like, that's like, like, it's like, it's just like they cancel out. And then you just like, oh, this is so sad. It's so sad. So. All right. Um, I have done M9 G8 crack shot until I realized, you know, man, he sticks. He sticks around a lot. Um, so I'm a little bit less on crack shot um, snap just because. Like people aren't going specifically after him, And if they do, you have a free boost like you can move really fast. So actually, I, I've uh, soured a little bit on the crack shot builds just because there's other things you can put on there that's just a little bit more useful across the whole game than crack shot. Yeah, I, I would agree. So and it's kind of funny. We don't see Predator in here either. So. All right. So who's next? Who do we do we have? Oh, we have Vanessa Doza. That's the next one. Yeah, I mean, Vanessa's. I mean, it's mostly just barrage rockets, right? <laughs> there you go. Barrage rockets, barrage ship. Oh, wait. Who, where else have we seen this in a four-point ship before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, some people do run cluster missiles. Uh, and our three astrobac, as you can see. I don't think that's as good. My buddy played that for a little bit, and then he's just like, never mind. Going back to barrage <laughs> rockets. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. I'll tell you what, it's annoying because Vanessa dies. That's that's why. Vanessa is almost like it, like as if she's always taking target lock. You kill her. Yeah, yeah. And especially at an I four, if you're taking locks to shoot cluster missiles, that's uh, yeah. You're in close, and yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna not gonna have a thing. Now, how about this though? So I have a question: If you were to run Vanessa with Lando. Would you consider the cluster missile R3 build at all? Just because that would give you the ability to be able to have that focus too for defense. Um, maybe, but like there's like six other four point ships I'd run ahead of Vadiza at a Lando list, right? Because points are kind of tight at a premium. Yeah. So. I would like to either run uh, like Snap or LO or Lulo um, over Vanessa. All right. Fair enough. Jess. Zorby. All right. So let's look at Poe. I don't know which Poe this is. I guess we'll find out in a second, won't we? Most likely Falcon Poe. No, this is definitely not Falcon Poe. I picked T-Sorry. Flyboy Poe. Fly po. I didn't mean to say Falcon. Flyboy <laughs> Poe. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so I think Poe kind of starts our deviation in an X-Wing, right? Because I don't think there's any other X-Wings that we we missed that were popular. Um, and, and so we have two versions. This one is, this one must be Flyboy Poe, right? That's what this has to be. Yeah, if it has a black one title, it's uh, Flyboy. Because okay. HOH Poe does not have the title. All right. So this one essentially is, they've only got two people with similar loadouts like i don't know so it's you could run magpults protons or protons and then like other other jargon so they're almost identical except for one has the magpults in there 
do you, is is the bag pulse more that much more beneficial or you just like if you have a seven point ship you really just need that spike damage right like that's what you need from poe is is more than a control piece i mean if you have both protorps and magpulse you i can kind of see it right because you are having an i6 magpulse so if like you're going against someone like vader who needs that lock it might be more beneficial to shoot the magpulse off first okay um so i can kind of see it um what really kills me about the one above that <laughs> the one with ferrosphere overdrive protorps is that they have jamming beam instead of like munitions fail safe you know mm-hmm. i guarantee you even though you probably won't use it much but you'll use munitions fail safe a lot more than you use that damn jamming beam <laughs> you know when you're going to use that munitions fail safe is when you you roll out and you roll a hit and three blanks and you pick them up and you spend your target lock and you re-roll into three blanks again. <laughs> and you go, fuck this. This is bullshit. <laughs> um, you want to know what's the funniest thing I've ever seen on stream, though? On the stream, I've seen a Poe throw a proton torpedo and roll all blanks and be able to heroic it. That is absolutely <laughs> insanely hilarious. And then when they re-rolled it, it was like a crit, two hits, and a blank. And you're just like, oh my god. Like, like holy crap. Because you don't ever see four dice blank. That's like that's so rare to see. But it was hilarious on stream to see somebody do that. I've <laughs> done that with Ray uh, on offense at range one with my four dice twice in one tournament. I've done Jet it Rose. at range one with Lulo. Uh, a whole bunch of times. I do it all the time. It's easy. All you have to do is oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see that happen a lot with Lulo. Yeah. <laughs> so this one, we don't have a really good sampling for squad mates. I mean, really, it's an LO, Poe, Ray, BBA list, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a little bit. Like, I don't think that's a bad list. Um, that's. I still think that's a, that's that's to some extent, almost a three aces list, I guess. Like, Elo is really not an ace. <laughs> like, I mean, but I guess Ray. for four points, it's the best <laughs> ace you get. It Ray's an ace, 100%. Let's, give, let's call Ray an ace. She's, she's an ace. I call her um, a bruiser. What you don't see here, and there's actually a, a, a semi-interesting build for a trick or a happy flyboy, is that you can do ion torps brockets. Uh, and then, like, you still have Heroic, Ferrosphere, R4. You got Ion Torps, Brockets, Munitions, Failsafe, and Overdrive. All that fits. And you use up every slot, which is kind of funny. Um, and that's, like, kind of the same as the Magpulse, if you're trying to go for locks specifically. Just the Ion Torps, I'm going to add I6. And then next turn, just roll up with a double-modded Brocket. Yeah, but, uh, you know, pro torps are easier and, uh, you know, still four dice do do a lot of damage. And I'm not seeing any other pose. I'll see H.O.H. Poe. Oh, there it is. There it is. I find it. Sorry. Yeah. I was say we might as well go over that next. For sure. Um, H.O.H. Poe, I saw uh biophysical 
play that at Crossroads effectively. Uh, in the, I think get BB-8, LO, Just Pava, Snap. And that was kind of terrifying. <laughs> now, here's yeah. a question for you guys. Do, do Would you consider, I know that R4 is a popular, um, almost like an automatic, right? But in that case for that particular version, would you consider putting a BB-8 Ashmack instead to give him at least a little more, um, a little more flexibility in, in maneuvers um, versus like since you tend to spend it or you, it gives you the option to spend his ability on other ships in your list. I mean, you could also do like BB eight, like with flyboy Poe, right? You can like do a system phase boost to trigger his ability. Um, like, you know, take a lock or whatever and do like a one bank or a two bank, clear the stress and then get a focus. So you can still kind of get double mods off that. And I think, well, those are Rathos. He used to play a lot of BB-8 uh, Poe, which I can respect. I just don't. That's a lot of thinking, even for me. Like, I just don't want to, like, have to deal with, like, all these variables coming at me of where I need to be with all this. And I love having BB-8 as a pilot in my list. So it's a little bit tough for me not to justify just bringing the two-point ship in resistance. It's certainly an option. It's just not something I, I would be able to do. So is this HOA Poe worth bringing? H-O-H Poe? <laughs> I like H-O-H Poe a lot, honestly. <laughs> because yeah, you're regulating your quest. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody make a sign. Somebody, we need a sign. We need a, we need a Poe up. For an HOA. If I ever get an HOA in my neighborhood, somebody has to make me a Poe sign, like a little yard sign with Poe regulating <laughs> my yard. Okay. All right. Let's keep moving. Um, so so I, the question I had is, can you make the case for it? And some of me wonders if you can, because it is a point cheaper than the other Poe, right? Like if, if it fills a different role, it saves you that point. It allows you to run five ships. You could, this is an, uh, this is a good one to run five ships with. Um, I don't think I'm running Tally in that list, but I think I'm running Jess or Temin ahead of that. But I think that, you know, like H you could run HOA, HOH, Poe, and BB-8, and that's only eight points. You know, it's what a Falcon should be worth. Unfortunately, that it's not worth that in Resistance. So um, I don't know. I think we'll see it. I think personally, I think that we will see it because it's, it's a cost cutter and that pole can still hit. I don't care what anybody says. That pole, that pole is what I would call like the pole of um, being able to do objectives better. Like it doesn't. It's not seven points. It doesn't have to always hit. It can do objectives. It can still be an effective piece. I think. Yeah, and um, like Plasma Torps, Crackshot, Predator, R two D two is a solid like bag of tools for that kind of pole. Yeah. Right. So you can roll up. We have the double modded plasma at I six. Next turn, come in there. You got predator crack shot, and you can disengage. Come back with another round of plasma torch for someone else. Hey, look! These are under under underslung blaster cannon, Alex. Look at that. 
24 percent baby (laughs) (laughs) one person ran it (laughs) then you know Uh, what good on that i would not recommend (laughs) running that i think they i think everybody should just run under you just dump heroic and only run under slung blaster cannon there we go all right we gotta keep moving we got some set thinkers to cover too um i don't know i skipped kara is kara really i mean is kara really worth going over i mean or knee and nub uh kari is either bb8 or like shield upgrade there there you go pba predator or shield upgrade you got eight points sometimes okay there's afterburners too so if you're running that get that one heart boost have fun uh you want to talk about ray at all i do i, I guess let's, can we do nimi real or uh neonub real quick because i hate neonub to some extent okay. i hate flying against neonub <laughs> it always burns me i always get screwed by neonub and i get somebody that somehow can always talon behind me and then get a range one and double modded range one shot and blow a droid off the board i was JJ. very upset playing <laughs> afra against uh neonub that was really frustrating because oh i bet i'm just like cool I'm not stressing you. And he's like, yeah, I'll take that stress off. Triple zero. Have fun. Yep. Um, I, I, again, I don't think that there's much like. I don't know if you always put R68 on there, but like, I mean, the, the heroic. HLC pattern analyzer is really popular. Yep. Um, I do kind of wonder, like, I do like the like the BB. But again, now you can't take BB8 if you put BB8. So whatever. I guess we don't do that. So. Yeah, I believe um, Nate May, he ran uh, BB-8 HLC uh, Pattern Analyzer Marksmanship. Yeah, this is that's this is the build I like playing with Neonub. I think that's really, really cheeky. Um, Because <laughs> that BB-8, if you still got somebody sitting there, you just get rid of your stress again. And you're like, oh, well, you know, like, who cares? Nobody needs stress in this case. I don't know. I like this one. That's my preferred build, uh, personally. Something to be said about the elusive pattern analyzer R68 build as well, just because elusive works so so well with his ability. Yeah, true. All right, let's talk some Ray. Ray is only in one ship, so we don't have millions of ships to go through. I think we 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 covered Ray, didn't we? As like a underrated we ship did. Yeah. on our our podcast, like I don't know, like two months ago. Um. So let's do loadouts first. I don't. I think we already had this discussion as well. But Alex, what is our preferred loadout? <laughs> I mean, you always do Finn Rose heroic, yeah, automatically. Like those are the biggest ones. Um, you can do engine upgrade. A lot of people do. I don't get that, but people like boosting. Um, I prefer contraband. I yeah, really I really think I'm right. Yep. How about Brilliant Innovation? Nice. You like Brilliant Innovation? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> on, one, on one dice, and oh no, I'm adding a dice with Finn. Like, yeah, how often does that happen? And is it Finn a blank too? Yep. Actually, so, I mean, does Brilliant Innovation ever even work? Like, does it actually ever work? Range three? At range three, three, I guess. <laughs> or yeah. if you roll a blank on defense, add the fin die heroic both of that into double focus. Maybe. 
Mm, okay, yeah. that's right. that's very situational. Yeah. But honestly, for that four slot, the patience is is also a very good upgrade for for Ray. You know, she's still going to be able to um, to get that that Finn blank in there. Um, but sometimes you need to regen that force, especially if you if you use it all on offense, um, uh, like the, the turn before, or you've taken several attacks and you've already spent your force, uh, or you know you're going to be spending your force. You know, just being able to regen those force later on can be a very big help. Why is nobody running contraband on these? Like, I, there's not even there's not even an instance in here. Well, you'd have to go to the small sample. Yeah, I know, I where... know. All my contraband play is from, but uh, okay. I don't know. I again, people love their engine upgrade. Yeah, I I would still argue over novice tech over patience, though. JJ, I mean, like patience, I understand that it's super useful and you can kind of mitigate the the deplete. But man, flipping over. Uh, like a weapons failure is huge for Ray. A blinded is the biggest thing you need to flip over. Uh, damaged engine really hurts. Uh, just being able to flip over like blinded or weapons failure is what keeps Ray like semi relevant because you can block Ray pretty easily. So if they have, if Ray has uh, face up crits uh, and she's getting blocked the whole time, that's that's a death that sentence yeah. your ray's going down um so poe is this poe dammer very high high uh percent win rate with it right um zori obviously i think sorry i don't know i again i don't know about that but again it's that i5 so people like that i5 um i mean i yeah, guess do you yeah your Merle excuse <laughs> do you do so do you, with Zori? Do you run Zori just because of the health? Like, I mean, if I guess if you're looking at who are you gonna kill, are you gonna kill Zori or are you gonna kill Ray? Right? They're both high health. I think you run Zori because she's an I5 and you can double mod the plasma okay. torp. I think yeah. it's literally more it's about being a a double modded I5 plasma shot than it is about being a good pilot. <laughs> yeah. Merle is an odd oddity. I don't think Merle exists in here. I don't That's know. Is, uh, you didn't run it 19 times, did you? Uh, not 19 times, but... Okay. <laughs> Man, um, you know how hard Ray hits when they also have one less agility die? You know how terrifying that is to literally edit anything? It's not like Rack. Sure. Yes. I don't know. We do Merle. Do you want to do Merle next? Is Merle Does worth Merle even? have like upgrade variants? <laughs> probably the not. People, probably not. I run crack shot on Merle. <laughs> this crack is shot? A, really? Yeah. 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 Yes. Huh. And yeah. you know what I do? I kill everything with crack shot. Unless they blank out. I, I get crack shot off with Merle literally every game. But Merle's highest squad mate is Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and my Lulo, because I run double A wings, like no reason. Like a madman. Like, yeah, like the only person in the world that runs double A wings, double RZ twos. Um, yeah. So I don't know Merle. Yeah, Merle crack shot. But here, uh, I think Ferris for bait, Starbird, or I don't know the electronic baffle heroic. I don't. I don't. 
Definitely not automatic targeting priority. Don't run that on your Merle, please. Don't run Starbird either. It's just hindering yourself. Yeah. Because if anyone dialed in a blue maneuver, which is what you do with like Merle's in front of you and you have Starbird, you clear the strain that it gives you. Yeah. When you activate him, rolls a one. So it is actually better to put anything that's not Starbird on there. Yeah, I like the Ferrisphere call to some extent. I do understand the Ferrisphere because it, it's just a little bit less incentive, but you still get Bullseye and I one. I mean, you know, yeah. And and the chances that you're going to get a Bullseye and Merle is probably higher, especially if you play Merle correctly. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I like the Ferrisphere call for like early engagement, but Heroic is probably just the better call or Crackshot, I guess. If you do the small sample size, I, I got a plus 10.43% with crack shots, sir. Let's see, it's taking forever because Merle is a million. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, but uh, look what's even higher than that. APT, Alex, that's the top one. APT for summer, or ATP yeah, for some reason. Brought it. Yeah, <laughs> well, the, the three people that brought crack shot, I'm just saying, those three were me. The three people that only brought heroic and were like, I don't care about anything else. I'm only bringing. I don't want heroic. this baffle. Just give me the heroic. <laughs> Just give <Yeah>. me the heroic. <laughs> uh, all right. Who's 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 next on the discussion list here? And uh, I think the only well, Lulo's less of a discussion now, right? Because yeah. Lulo's at ten points, so shield upgrade heroic. Yes. Or, and, and I think you. Lulo, like in my opinion, Lulo, the discussion on Lulo is like, do you want that st- that ace style play, right? Like, I don't think you take Lulo if you don't like that play style because Lulo will die very quickly if you're not careful. I don't even know the last time I've ever lost my Lulo, honestly. Okay, well that's you. So I'm just, just saying, like, Lulo, it's not that hard. Just put put Lulo away from the rest of your list. And then five straight boost, five straight boost, and then you're good. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll line my Kylo up and we'll joust. There you go. It's fine. I don't have to stress myself out. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I guess Kaz might be the only other option, maybe Poe Falcon, but it's like somewhat relevant. Uh, BB 8 is there, but just slap on Han and targeting computer. You can make a case for Chewbacca, but. Having a stack of four of eights next to your BB-8 visually and mentally really makes people just not want to shoot at BB-8, even though you can still kill BB-8 super fast. Yeah. Yeah, Kaz, popular loadouts. Do I have the things still on? Yeah, Kaz, popular loadouts, the FTC Notorious targeting computer. I would get away from FTC, honestly, just because that's too much of a I'm not even going to bother with Kaz kind of thing. Uh, but man, Notorious really, uh, if you have a list of like Jess and like Kaz next to each other, and you're just like, cool, which which one of these guys do I shoot? Do I get strained from Kaz and then he hits harder, or do I shoot Jess, who's going to just get a bunch of rerolls? So if you drop FTC down to Contraband, which is kind of like Contraband or Dead Man's, like Dead Man's is okay, I think, on. And what what else can you run if you go down to either Dead Man's or Contraband? Oh, here it is, right here. <laughs> R1J5. There you yeah, go. I'm not, That's uh, the answer. 
you should put Notorious on. I, I like Notorious a lot where they like bucket. Well, look, you can fit Notorious bucket and Dead Man's. That's what I'm saying. Like you could fit all all of, but I don't think you could fit all of it. So if you drop this down to three points, you have two. You get rid of targeting computer. I guess oh, that's, that's silly computer. though. <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, like FTC isn't the worst. It's just um, sometimes it could be just a little too much, like of a like you still want people to shoot Kaz right for notorious, so you still have to make it a little bit of a juicy option. Yeah. So if you run if you run contraband and notorious, you still have four points, right? So what else? So you put targeting you computer on. Put targeting computer on there. Yep. I mean, you, if you don't, you still have R sixty eight, or sorry, not R sixty eight. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, which some people were doing earlier. I mean, is uh, it worth putting R four then? Or are you better to put like electronic baffle so you could just kill off the stress if you need to? Mm, I wouldn't start doing damage to Kaz. Yeah, no, uh-uh. that's that's definitely not the way to go. Honestly, you can just do advanced slam targeting computer. That ain't too bad either. Advanced slam targeting computer contraband notorious. Does that all fit? Yep, it oh. does. Okay. All right. I like that too. So what's the um what's the damage card that you're gonna put on, on Kaz to start off? Oh, there you go. Um, I usually do fuel leak. Honestly, because it's like super inoffensive. There is a case for um, the ion one. I'm blanking out on the name of right now. Hmm? And then using bucket. Well, I'm I'm just saying with like a notorious build where you don't have that. But there there's there's an edge chance, you know, an edge case where being ion doesn't really hurt you too much because you're doing a one anyways. But honestly, like fuel leaks, probably my preferred. Okay, what would you ever consider putting on there? What's the one, the wounded pilot? You can't do wounded pilot because you yeah, can't do pilot ship. It has to be a ship. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah. Boo. 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 Yeah, I think Kaz might be something to look out for. I think so too. I think it's something that I think. Because Kaz is one of those ships that if you ignore will just start to eat you alive. That's that's what happens. And Kaz is four points, like everything else in Resistance. They just slap together. Yeah, thank God Kaz is in three points. Well, that would be Imagine. horrible. Hmm. All right, any other ships do we want to cover Poe Falcon? I don't I think, think we'll she's... cover Poe Falcon a little bit later. Let's cast. Yeah. All right. So I think that kind of does it in terms of I don't think you're going to see Coven out. <clears throat> so or Finn, I don't think we see Finn anymore. Um, sad. So I'm not sad by that at all. Actually, <laughs> I'm very, very excited by that. I was that was my favorite change AMG made. How about that? Like I could get a shirt that says AMG did at least one thing right and fucked with Finn. <laughs> the only thing they could have done better, in my opinion, is completely banned Finn from the game. So that Ray can't take Finn either. So you know Finn Gunner's nine points. I don't give a shit. Don't care. I don't care, Alex. I think Finn should be banned from the game. I've said that for a long time. So 
But I think that's enough resistance talk, right? Well, that's enough world's prep resistance talk. If you are interested in running resistance, I will say resistance is seated very well um, to run at worlds. I don't think that um, resistance is very is going to be not taken. And I think Sith Takers kind of shows us that. <laughs> like we see a lot of resistance in Sith Takers do very well. Um, and I think to me, I think the resistance piece is because it's it's very consistent offensive output right like that's you have a higher consistency than other factions because of the versatility of how you can make your builds so i think that's some of the bigger pieces that we don't get all the time for that and that's the biggest biggest thing right now is what can you run consistently that can get consistent output and still do a shit ton of damage so and like it doesn't require a lot of brain power so the longer you go on in worlds and you get more nervous and anxious and all that kind of stuff, it's not like you have to make any super complex, crazy decision trees with like a HLC yellow, you know? <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> Just line up that bullseye and remember your three talents are white. <laughs> Just put them right there in the GSP joust zone and go to work. There you go. All right, so let's get on with it. Let's talk Sith Takers. Come on, computer. Bring it up. Hitting the wrong button. That's why I don't bring it up. Come on. All right, here we go. Got our Sith Takers. Sith Takers open this weekend. Lots of players. 113 showed up. Couple from the U.S. There's going to be one guy that you know that plays in our Nickel City League that went. <laughs> so... <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know. I, I, how about this? Maybe we should all make an investment and find out what it costs to fly over to place the figures. Cause I can't imagine that's a cheap, that's a cheap cost. Oh, two grand easy. So if anybody would like to sponsor us to go over to play in Sith takers next year, yeah, we'll happily, right. we'll happily take sponsorship. <laughs> um, we'll go play in Sith takers. Um, so this is kind of your top cut. Well, this is going to kind of show your, your, factions right these are all the people the drops are not really drops right they're just drops because they lost and they didn't make it on our finals where i'm not gonna even try to say i don't know how to say that that guy's name um i know he's from france and i know he's very popular and he's Quarantan. uh Quarantan. thank you Quarantan. Yeah. um won everything if you go back and watch the final though it definitely was a close game it was not like this major blowout even though it kind of looks a little bit like it was a blow, it was definitely not. Um, versus Tom, um, a lot less FO, in my opinion, um, than we had seen before. I was a little surprised by that. Um, I thought we'd see a little bit more FO than we did, because that's usually, like, Europe's, like, specialty. They love FO over there more than America does, it seems. Um, so, faction distribution, there was two CIS lists that were ran. Liam, and then there was another gentleman. I can't remember his name, but we are going to cover his list, too, because there's only two CIS lists. So I <laughs> threw them in there. We're going to definitely cover CIS tonight. Um, but if we look at faction performance, it's insanely hilarious is because like low sample faction size makes CIS the highest performing faction, <laughs> even though they did make cut. <laughs> they did make cut, but they were the highest performing faction. <laughs> so, well, one, three and two. So. Um, yeah, so that's inter that's an interesting uh point there, right? Like <laughs> that's an interesting point. 
Um, okay, scum second highest, which is even more funny. So, uh, so yeah, so there is there is that type of a thing. Um, scum does perform actually pretty well. We had scum in the cut. So this is your top sixteen. They did a top sixteen. Obviously, resistance uh, is up there. That's kind of what people are moving towards. Um, so if you don't want to fly resistance, be on the lookout for some of these lists. And there's some different lists that we haven't seen before in there. Um, moving on to top pilots, Malarist still, even though, even though FO was down, um, sure. I can send you the data, Liam. Um, any, any of the, uh, any of the top Malaris, just Malaris is their highest <laughs> high, uh, Malaris and Elo, the two highest counts, right? Like that's crazy over oddball over oddball, Alex. That's cr- to me. That's even crazier that that Malaris is for oddball. Like oddball seems more of an auto include even than um, than even oh, the I mean, other like, Malaris and Elo are always like the most percentage wise. They're basically at every every list. Yeah, so. Anyway, I, I, this is kind of your your top. You see oddball up there. Um, we did not see in terms of the top rank pilots the BOE stuff yet in terms of making it up there. But Black Squadron Ace, look at that! Ten instances of our Black Squadron Ace there, buddy. Well, I mean, there's multiple in list. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes, I know. That's that's why it's funny. And let's get into lists because I like the statistics are great, but let's actually get into lists. Our winner, our winner, bringing Rack again, not bringing Jenden, no Jenden here. And then we have some Black Squadron Aces. JJ, what did the winner bring to us this Christmas? So we got an uh, Empire list here. We got Rear Admiral Shonu with Ruthless, Starfader Crew, Death Troopers, Agile Gunner, Electronic Bifill, and Dauntless. And then we got the standard loadout Tomax uh, with three Black Squadron Aces. And then Bazir with Emperor Palpatine to round off the list there. Uh, definitely really solid, right? You have a lot of Ruthless water with those uh, Black Squadron Aces. Uh, you have Palpatine to help uh, provide that passive mod up there. Uh, Vizier can go and be a very good support ship uh, with the ability to go out there and um, and provide a coordinated action out there um, if, uh, if Rack is going to get... Uh, blocked, um, or you can go out and start jamming with Vizier. That does pair very, very well with Darth Vader, uh, being able to push that extra, that uh, like automatic damage with that ability there. Um, and then, um, since it's tied at I 5 uh, with Tomax, Tomax can shoot first with that plasma torpedo, strip some shields, and then Rat can come in and push crits through with his ability. Um, so, overall, really great list there. Those Black Swash Nations are there to help block and contest objectives uh when you need to and um just put a pot shots whenever they can yeah i and i think it's interesting right the 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 taking those black squadron aces over something else right like he's saying i don't need i don't need anything but these three aces which does make that right a a a six ship list still with vader in it um, I don't know. What What do you think, Jay? Do you think that that's a decent a, a decent list yeah. that we should be on the lookout for, or are we better? Yeah, I off? mean, it, it's very similar to what we've seen already with like the bomber list, right? Uh, you're just swapping out uh, two bombers for uh, three tie fighters. 
um, that's the main difference between what we've seen before, especially what we've seen from um, from uh, Velvet Buddha, what he did took over in in PAX. Um, this uh, this is a, a variant of it, and it's done very very well. I'm just having that additional body out there on the board um, does help cover a lot more ground. And um, when you're looking at objectives uh, or when you're looking at scenarios that really rely on objective play. Um, having those three bodies definitely helps because um, you're able to contest the objectives earlier. You're able to um, to block up stuff, you know, if you range control very well and just prevent um, just prevent other people from being able to uh, access those objectives or make this uh, have them make a decision on whether or not they're going to attack or um, take the the shots from Rack and Tomax Brand in in exchange for that. So. Yeah. All right. The next squad we have up. Alex, what is Tom running? Okay. So runner up and apparently a super close game. You got Trigger Happy Flyboy Poe. Heroic R4 Proton Torpedoes. Overdrive Magpulse and the title. What we were just talking about not too long ago. You also have Ray. With heroic novice tack, rose fin, engine upgrade, and the title. And then the remaining six points, they decided to go with double Y wings. So you have Shaza with dorsal concussion bombs, delayed fuses, and wartime, and then Chorus Capellum with dorsal concussion bombs and wartime loadout. And, uh, ooh. <laughs> you have to be really good to run this kind of four ship list. Because those Y-Wings are probably not doing too much. I mean, people are super bad against bombs. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> like, you have to, if you're not just in a scrum in that list, I don't see how it's doing a lot, a lot of work to you. Yeah, I don't know. When when they when I watched uh, some of it on stream, those concussion bombs are somewhat area denial is kind of what it was being used as. Right. right? So it, it's let me serve them up, dump my concussion bombs. And then what are you going to kill? You know? So it just seems pretty easy to just go straight after Ray and get seven points here before Ray's going to get any value. Yeah. All right. The next list we have is our, Third place is Colonel Jendon. There we go. There's that infamous I-6 Defender with Vader, SSP Vader, which you need in this four-ship list. Tomex, uh, star, basically it's the bomber to, to, or, uh, Tomex that we've been talking about with the Plasma Torps. And then Vizier Palpatine. So if we're going fair off in this list and going with a Vizier Palpatine, um, that's 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 a, it's a good list, but it's I don't know. I feel that you're putting it's the same thing as like the Poe Ray. You're putting a shit ton of pressure on Vader and Jendon there, right? Like your Tomax offense only lasts until they shoot Tomax. <laughs> the, Tomax the Tomax doesn't do anything, especially if you get a couple of good crits in there because he has no way to get rid of those. So yeah, it's kind of a 1.0 pal bases kind of list. With a bomber thrown in, which is cool, I guess. I don't know. I don't. 
I don't believe in this list. Honestly, I'm sure it's good against like this particular field because they tend to play a lot of AC high initiative um, generally in like that kind of area in the, the Sith Taker area, I believe. So it might match up pretty well there. I'm just not a. I feel like there's you have to like perform perfectly in order to like consistently just win games with that kind of list. Yeah. Because uh, your other option is to bump up Tomax to soon tier and take a B8, you know, a Black Squadron with it. You know, like you could do that as well. And then you have three I6s in Black Squadron, which I have one win and one loss with. So, I mean, it it, it works there, but I'm not going to think, I think that's worse than the Tomax fights year one. It probably is 100% worse, but it's a lot more fun to fly at. Like, so that's what I'm going to tell you. You do I'm get here. triple I6s. Yeah, I get to I, I get like I get to just say I got six six six. That's what I get to say. So. I got a six six six. It's called Afra. Mm, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, is it? Is it? <laughs> the YV six six six. Yeah, but I don't. I don't get to run a defender. Like that's the difference. There's no defender in that list. Give me an Afra and a defender together, and sure, we'll we'll have a conversation <laughs> then. Um. The next list. Is I Timinator, Timinator, kind of like Terminator, but with the Tim Timinator green green away. <laughs> uh, this is a very interesting, very interesting FO list. Alex, what is this list here? <laughs> so um, you have Kylo Whisper with Brilliant Evasion, that spite, instinctive aim, concussion missiles, optics. Like this is a very typical type of uh, Kylo Whisper you see all the time. You got Malaris with uh, cluster missiles because it's Europe. You got uh, DT with Deuterium. Scorch with Swarm Tactics Marksmanship. Midnight with Swarm Tactics Fanatical. And Null, the I-0 slash I-7 TIE Fighter with Swarm Tactics. So you can shoot. I mean, you can Null Scorch up to 7. Scorch can up Midnight up to 7. Midnight can up DT up to seven. So you could have four I seven shots and two I five shots for what it's worth. But uh, that only does so much when three of those are TIE fighters. Yeah. I think this is an interesting list. This is saying I want six ships, right? And this is how I'm going to get there. Yeah. I brought five TIE fighters and Kylo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's a horrible list, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying it's like super bad. It's just, I mean, there's kind of a reason why no one flies null, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I mean, Scorch and DT, you know, they can they can put some damage out. Malaris is always solid. Kylo Whisper is good, but I feel like this is an incredibly fragile list. And, um, I don't know if like they have to be like huddled together, you know, somewhat close for the swarm tactics, right? So if um, you you put rocks to break up the formations, it kind of gets a little weird for that kind of list, right? Yeah. Um. So I have a. I understand the null swarm tactics, but they also have the swarm tactics on midnight and on scorch. Is scorch swarm tactics just because you have the extra points? Because you well, could you run deuterium. Like you could swarm null can swarm scorch up to seven. And then Scorch can then 
swamp to pick someone else up to seven. Okay, I see. Yeah, like like I said, it's not like a bad list. I just kind of, I don't know. I feel like it, you'd have to. It's it's good jousting list. <laughs> but I feel yeah, like I if mean, you're not jousting it, it's. Less and the good. biggest thing, right, is that like you're putting a target on null, right, which means that your scorch is going to live a little bit longer. Your um, your DT is going to live a little bit longer, right? Because the priority for your enemy is to, uh, reduce the, the, um, reduce the initiative of null, right? Down to zero, right? As soon as he gets a damage. So that's going to be less shots that the other ships are going to be taking. So as long as you can take full advantage of that, even if null does end up taking a damage, you could still swarm tactics back up to, uh, to initiative four so that we can take shots back then. Sex um, so, midnight. <laughs> yeah. or sex or midnight yeah exactly so you know you you got options right um so it's not always a bad thing um it's it's a definitely a, a very interesting piece um for for that list right to have that there uh to be able to um to shoot first especially if you got uh, a ship that's already like low on health and you can initiative kill it um especially even more um more relevant if it's a an I six ship they could take out at I seven, um, so I mean there's there's utility for it. So do you just run? I assume you're running Null, Scorch, Midnight, and DT in a block. Malaris aside, and Kylo yeah. aside, and you right. could just Mal Malaris is obviously could be, just be the objective monkey per se, and yeah. but you you don't have to run. So you just run the four ships in a block. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I mean like there's a lot to be said about having like. Whisper Kylo shoot at I seven. <laughs> Fair enough. You I, don't it, always have to bump up DT or Scorch. Well, you should sure. bump up Scorch because he's got Swarm Tactics. We don't always have to bump up DT. Yeah. All right. Next one, we're moving into top eight. Next one is Matt Cog. JJ, what did Matt Cog run? It looks very similar to what we just said. Is it the exact same list? It's the exact same the... list. Yeah, it's, right. it's the same list. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Matt Cog. We're not gonna. We're not. We're not going over the list a second time. <laughs> let's move. Let's move on Who to Martin. Came second to place instead of the other guy. Why is that? Because then we would talked about his list instead of the other person. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to Martin Shivers. All right. JJ, what did Martin so run? Martin... Uh, running a first order list here, we got Whirlwind with Marksmanship, Fanatical, and Cluster Missiles with Optics. Uh, Malaris again with Cluster Missiles uh, instead of Mangles, but still it worked out. Uh, it's High Whisper, Kylo Ren with Instinctive Aim, Brilliant Evasion, uh, Concussion Missiles, Convince Optics, and the uh, the Jamming Suite there. Uh, Midnight with Predator, Crackshot, and then Quick Draw. Uh, should make an appearance here with uh, Fanatical, Swarm Tactics, Targeting, Synchronizer, uh, Special Forces Gunner, and Fire Control System. Just overall a very solid, um, I guess you would call this what, a saddle list, right? Yeah. Yeah, so a very uh, solid uh, saddle list here for the first order here. You got a lot of offense here with uh, Quick Draw and Kylo. Uh, being able to go out and uh and hit early on um with the with the initiative six there midnight being aggressive with that uh predator crack shot there um so you can definitely do some work uh with this list here yeah this is going back to that more of the original archetype that we saw at the beginning of the season uh yeah well. definitely all right next one alex what did craig run 
And do we have some new stuff in there? Uh, we have new stuff. Yeah. So you don't so have to read the a... upgrade upgrades for those because, like, unless you're going to explain all of them, because like, there's a whole. We just went through all those a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. No, but... You got Boe Wedge. Uh, you got Boe Braylon. You have Boy Luke Sabine the Tie Fighter. This one with Lone Wolf. And then you have customizable Gina because Boe Gina is five points and customizable Gina is four. And that has FCS, Proton Cannons, Plasma Torps, and the config. And they still work together, though, right? Uh, well, yes, Brainman does, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's... I think they're the same timing window, right? So you can, like, oh, Gina is stressed, so I get my... Um, my uh, focus token with Braylon, and then you pass off the stress with um, Gina because they're both start of engagement phase. Yes. You can actually pass it off to Braylon. Braylon can just get a, an evade token too if you really want, but uh, I mean, B wings are cool, but I, I don't believe in them right now. I mean, you get the extra shield with Braylon, which is really nice in that wedge. Um, that wedge loot combo can just do a lot of work. Yeah, I think so. I think that this is, I think this is, an, we haven't done Rebel yet, but I think this is an archetype that you'll definitely see. Um, I don't think the Sabine Lone Wolf is there, but I can understand why they ran that because you're running Gene and Braylon together and you're probably running Luke and Wedge close to each other. Um, you, then you can let your Sabine do whatever Sabine wants. Um, but I, I, I don't know if we, if you go through all the other lists, we aren't going to cover every single Gina Braylon list, but I think Gina Braylon is going to be a, it's, it's going to be a discussion point here, uh, for rebels, but let's not spend too long on it because I know we'll talk about rebels later. Um, but man, that wedge and Tilly's is def I, I don't know. I think I almost like that wedge and Tilly's better than those B wings. I think I do. Yeah. I like the wedge a lot more than. And the B wings, even though they cost one more point. Yeah. All right, let's move on to top eight. Number eight, we have a Republic list coming in with SOC Oddball, SOC Kickback, Build Your Own Wolf with the VTG Sync Council, R4P, and Marksmanship. Then we have Matchstick and Broadside, both with Iron Cannon Turrets, Matchstick with Concussion Bombs. That must be a favorite thing over there. And uh, broadside with thermal detonators. And then we have SOC Axe. So six ship list. I think we've seen this variant. We covered something like this a little bit. This is kind of the um, JJ. Who's the guy from Florida that that started running this? What's his name? Is it Teddy? Is it Teddy that uh, was running that? Or who was running the six ship? Uh, public list this summer that you had to play against. Oh, my goodness. I forgot off the top of my head. No, you're killing me here. Sorry, man. <laughs> um, so they, yeah, you're right. yeah. So, uh, foregoing the uh, taking Wolf over Jag in this list, uh, you could have like four build your own cards and not have to like have this many things, <laughs> have as many cards with you. But, um, I like this Wolf better, but I do miss Wolf Pack once in a while. But I do like this yeah. Wolf. I do like the Wolf with the, but I prefer the. 
um, expert handling just because I like to barrel roll with my arts. But that's just me. Sing Council's probably not doing too much. I mean, you get a re-roll with Wolf's ability natively, so if you pass them the lock, he can pass it off to someone else at range one of them. Yeah. Uh, maybe that maybe if you were I guess if you're running axe by them right it, it could be okay for axe because axe shoots at what I three axe is an I three correct yeah so yeah yeah so I have a double modded bra- barrage rocket shot yeah, that's pretty good just bullseye something then you get a double modded barrage rocket socket anyways okay well there you go all right top sixteen we have Aurelian uh yep. Aurelian uh, with the he's got Elo, Temin, Vanessa, Kara, and Jess. Jess, he's got the M9G8 on. Look at that, Alex. There you go. He's got M9, and he's got Jamie Beam just just for the the pleasure of it. <laughs> he's got Jamie Beam actually on two of those ships. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> All right. Hey, for um, it works, right? Yeah. So really, kind of stuff that we've already talked about. Um. We don't really have to go into super detail on that one. The next one is Dom Flanagan. Alex, what did Dom run? Because, hey, we have an HOA po showing up here. HOA po. <laughs> we have uh, HOH po. We got Marksmanship, Heroic, Ferrisphere, R4, Overdrive, Plasma Torps. I do love Overdrive on HOH. I love Overdrive, period. Uh, but doing like the focus link role where you don't have to use his ability is actually pretty nice and then you have Elo with uh, Predator Heroic Ferrisphere Lulo with Starboard Marksmanship Shield Upgrade you got Snap Wexley with R68 Ferrisphere Heroic and then BP-8 with Chewbacca the um, I mean if you're expecting a lot of like uh, Jendons um and like FO and various other ones, having Ferrisphere is pretty nice, especially when you can kind of spam it on three of your five ships here. And the other one you're not spamming it on is probably the one flanking because it's Lulo. So, yeah, and I, and I agree with you. I think I think that Ferrisphere is just going to be a top upgrade for a while, for it, it, at least for Worlds, just because you're right with that I six stuff, not being able to bullseye like, so Jendin doesn't always get the bullseye right away. Like sometimes Jendin does, but Jendin does not always get that bullseye right away. And you get that target lock before you can do the bullseye. So, um, I don't know. It is what it is, right? I mean, solid. I mean, you got three T seventies and an a wing that acts like a T 70. And then BB-8 is the solid list. And you have an I-6, which is pretty important in this kind of like local meta over here. Yeah, I mean, in general, too. But like, you know, the, the England, Europe is especially known for their high initiative. So having an I-6 in your list certainly helps. Yeah. And I actually kind of like this list. That's, when we talked earlier about HOA PO, it was just that was kind of like the thing is like, this is where you still can get your five ships and have a Poe Dammer in it. So that's pretty, that's pretty totes in my opinion. So JJ, what did Dale run? Dale Cromweller, buddy Dale. Love Dale. All right. We got an appearance of Vader. Finally. I feel like we haven't talked about Vader all day other than the crew. Uh, he's got the oh, starter oh, pack oh. Vader. Uh, we got the battle of Endor soon to your fell. Tomex oh. Bren, uh, scimitar one, which is the battle of Endor, uh, 
TIE Bomber, the I-3 one, and a Black Squadron Ace to round off the list there. Um, I got to say, I've played a, against a few of these, um, like similar type of... Um, of list here uh with the with those new battle vendor uh ships i mean you got a lot of great um like synergy with the the ships there especially if you keep them in formation uh between tomax and scimitar one uh just being able to likely get a double modded proton torpedo shot um it is pretty good um and yeah congrats coming in in top 16. so the question i have is um We've we saw Vader in 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 the third spot, but that's okay. We know you were half asleep when they were. <laughs> so, um, so the, they're running this. The scimitar is being ran over like a vizier or over a faroff. Do you think that this scimitar is actually worth running now that we know that like it's a double modded proton torpedo? Yeah, I think so. I think it's absolutely worth having. You know, at the initiative that you're you're engaging um you're likely targeting a ship that already has uh spent its tokens um on either an offense or defense and likely has damage to it um so being able to throw a, a proton torpedo against that particular ship even if you're doing just the target lock uh reroll on it it's still a very high chance of you being able to um to get crits through and possibly taken out a ship um, so yeah, I think it's definitely worth um, adding that ship, and I think it's it's a type bomber that we're going to see more and more often um, as the meta evolves. All right. Next list is Tom and Republic, very similar to what we saw above, except for the differences. Broadside has proton bombs, and Matchstick has ion bombs, and we see Jack filling in that list here instead of some of those um, torrents, and one of them downgrading to a slider. So slider with predator, slider with predator. I think boost with predator is probably a little bit better, but um, slider with predator still pretty good too. Slider still a really good, uh, really good. Sad, sad is not dedicated, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you think uh, if I go to England, I'll roll paint? Is that what yeah. people do over there? <laughs> well, I don't know, Alex. Sith taker Tim coming in with a hot list that we have not seen before. This feels a little bit like an Alex list. Alex, what is what did Sith Taker Tim run? So you have boost with dedicated. You have the Z95 killer. Uh, with dedicated marksmanship, jammy being sync council and concussion missiles. I believe killer is the one that if they have, if you have less than two health. Well, two two or fewer hull remaining, you roll an additional attack die. Yeah. And then you gain a deplete after you roll the attack die. Uh, yeah. Then you got Contrail with Swarm Tactics, R3, Saint Council. Uh, you got Click with... Uh, also, there's got Bash. Both of these have Bash. Uh, click with Dedicated R3, Saint Council. You got V-Wing Oddball with Dedicated Plasma Torps and Bash Title. And then you got both SOC 3-point Torrents. It's a seven-ship list. Yeah, I yeah. I I feel like running this list just because it's a seven ship list republic. This brings no, back attacks are two dice, but it's pretty defensive and it's kind of silly. Yeah. So can you is oddball in the Y wing the same price as oddball in the V wing? No, V wing oddball is three. Okay. Is Y wing oddball four? That's sad. So you could drop killer down to 
slider and then bump up your oddball alex there you go like i'm seeing i'm seeing this list is what you should be running for nickel city league alex i'm i'm feeling this list for you <laughs> right here this this feels like an alex list there's no there doesn't have enough dedicated man no there is look at how many dedicated no, are in not there. enough not enough still not four enough. which i there's can four. respect <laughs> you need all six ben come on christ i wish <laughs> <coughs> i did yeah, I think like the my like Rust Cup Republic list had four dedicated in there. And I triggered it five times in one turn. Nice. As one does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I liked I hubble this. I like this list personally. I think this is a cool list. Um I, I I question the click choice. I don't know if I would run click in that. I I don't I don't know. I, I feel like running a different I don't know, maybe dropping killer down to slider and bumping click up to something else feels yeah, better. Not a lot of a lot of good options there, honestly. Well, you could he goes up to a four point and you get an arc. Yeah. So I mean Jag comes with sync console. Exactly. So you can run Jag as if they're both the same initiative. The only difference is you don't get to click. I don't know. So I think like you Swarm tactics, like you'd expect, like killer, right? So you get like the extra die, but I think you swarm tactics axe, honestly, because then axe shoots the barrage rockets. Um, and then after axe shoots another ship in the side arc that is born for this ability, can take a lock. So then you can get the lock for like kickback to shoot a diamond boron because you don't really need like a double modded barrage rocket, really. Mm -hmm. So you can actually like swarm tactics, axe up, shoot with the axe, get the lock for kickback, have a double modded diamond boron missile. And then you still have a follow up shot with oddball and contrail. Contrail can sync council the lock over to oddball. So you can have a double modded plasma torp. Um, and then you have click being defensive and killer eventually shoots. Hopefully they're down to two all after that point. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I like this list. I, I don't think I could fly this list for worlds, but I do like this list. I don't feel like getting all of my other ships back out again that I just put away. To this. I love me some sync console stuff. Yeah. So. And Liam I, says killer gets because the additional die is not on just specifically. Yeah, it's just when you perform. Attack, it's any so. any attack. So you can run a four dice missile carry. OK, yeah. If you give them the lock, you can have four dice, which is a conco uh, concussion missile. So I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You have to sequence it correctly. And it might be a little bit tough getting that engagement exactly the way you want, but it's a very defensive list between just having all those dedicated and uh, evade and or focused sharing. <laughs> Can so. you imagine running this for worlds? Like how much concentration, like you, you'd be so tired. Like you'd be very tired after you run this list. It'd be fun. Um. All right. JJ, what is Rob running? So we got a scum list here. We got Sirisu with cut through swarm tactics, plasma torpedoes, 
Uh, we got Dirge here with Cutthroat, Marksmanship, Proton Cannons, Contraband Cybernetics, Lee Makai with uh, Plasma Torps and R4B11, Dayspawn Arm with Lando, uh, Crew, Shield Upgrade, and Moldy Crow, Manaru with Cutthroat, Jamming Bean, Han Solo, uh, Overtuned Modulators, and Punishing One title there to round off the list. Uh, definitely interesting to not see a notorious version of Manaru for this one here, but um, it's definitely interesting to have Han Solo because it means that when Manaru engages at I3, um, you can take that focus action. Um, though I'm not sure what else you're taking. I guess what, like a a target lock, right, for your action, or you just play the objective, I guess, right? Yep. Yeah. And I mean, you can't barrel roll because you, know, you don't have expert handling, so that keep you. Yeah, exactly. You can't barrel roll. Yeah. yeah. So you're uh, shooting the jamming beam. That's what you're doing. You're shooting the jamming <laughs> you're beam. A, you're taking the lock for the jamming beam. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what you do. Yep. <laughs> But definitely an uh, interesting list nonetheless. Um, you definitely got a lot of beef there with uh, all those ships there. Um, you got Sirisu providing those defensive rerolls. You got uh, Dirge uh, being that uh, that killer there with the proton cannons. Uh, I mean, three I-5s, baseball arm uh, providing that um, that three-die gun uh, for four points. I mean, you you got a lot of options here for, for this list. Yeah, I mean, you got Swarm Tactics, right? So you really got like three and a half I-5s, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, four I-5 shots and then probably Dace. Yeah. I don't... I, I hate Han Solo on Manaru. I don't understand yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, I think I would prefer more the, um, Nine the Notorious on here. I don't think you could put Notorious on. Yeah, you, you do Dead Notorious on Manaru. Notorious. But I, I still prefer Gar Saxon because... Proton torpedoes are really good, especially when they're double mounted. Yeah, proton torps. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what essentially what you're doing when you pull the other die for Gar Saxon. Because yeah. you can't do both. So you end up doing like contraband R5P8 Notorious, and you got like one awkward point left over for Agile. That's not like the worst. I just like Gar Saxon. Yeah. Uh, I think this list went five and oh. It did 100%. People don't joust this list. Yeah, and, the, and then then it's not going five and zero. Oh. I don't know. I just uh, man, having Han Solo on Manaru is so rough because your blue maneuvers go one direction. Yeah, and that's the direction you have to go. So stressing yourself out with Han is rough, and if you're not stressing yourself out with Han, that's nine points of upgrades. Yeah, I I like I can get the the shield upgrade. On days, honestly, I'd probably put Notorious on on days if I, I kind of like it better. But I mean, Shield Upgrade brings it up to six points, so now it's sort of like an X Wing with the with the rotating arc. Well, I mean, you can't really do Notorious at that point, right? Because you still need one more point for like dead bends. I mean, you're not, um, doing, you're not doing it with Lando, yeah, yeah. But like having. Notorious ain't too bad. Yeah. No, or or are you missing a point? Because it's notorious is seven. Dead man. Dead man's is two. No, they says twelve points. There's twelve points of upgrade right, yeah. on that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lando's four. Yeah, so you can't do all three. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, that's 
I mean, it did well. I'm just, I don't, I'm surprised it went 5-0, and honestly. And then it, it does have three I-5s, like R4B11, Blasphotorb Lima is probably one of the best values you can get in Scum. Yeah. Just thought that manner was <clears throat> real bizarre to me. Though I will tell you, I will tell you, Lee Mackay can die. Oh, I lost JJ. Lee Mackay can die in two chirps. I, I killed a full health or almost full health Lee Mackay with like one shield missing in two chirps. Um, with Dirge and, and Cad Bane. But yeah, I mean, it's still a Y wing. <laughs> So, but the, the whole point is you're taking a bunch of shots to, to yeah. shoot a three point Y wing instead of the rest yes. of your list. Yep, that is very true. Yep. All right, let's move on to Ewin. We have another FO list. Uh, we have Gaelic in this list with the Ion Cannon marksmanship. Um, Lieutenant Lee Hughes, Barrage Rocket Guy, uh, Cluster Missiles Malaris, um, because Europe loves Cluster Missile Malaris. Yep, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, then we have Wrath with Predator, Marksmanship, Ion Cannon, Pattern Analyzer. And then we have the Aggro Kylo with the Pattern Analyzer, Predator, Malice, um, and the Electronic Baffle in place of something else there. Um, so we've seen somewhat of this before. This is just basically saying, hey, I'm going to sub Wrath in for the other five-point ship, whatever yeah, it's it is. It's five I-5s, too. Yeah. And you get the um, double jam, which is nice. Like, this is a list that I'd almost run. Yeah. Because yeah, I like even over double. your over your blackout. No, I just like double whispers. <laughs> so I'd run double whispers, but I also love blackout. There, uh, last one of the top sixteen is a rebel list. It has a boe Gina. Just five points. Boe Braylon, four points. Uh, boy Luke, boy Hall Ackend, and then Juke Keo. Seems to be um, you know, a solid list, solid jousting list. You do have two nine health B wings, and boy Luke's always good. Hall Ackend, you can get that double modded advanced proton torpedoes, and then uh. You know, Keo's probably your best three point in the entire faction. So, yeah. Hollow, oh, you know, Hollockin is a, an arguable for second, and you can just bring both. Yep. I think this is another list. We, again, when we get to Rebels, we'll talk about it, but I think this is another somewhat of a contender for the, the Han disappearance, right? That, that we've kind of seen. So, yeah. So, you know, not that we've gone through most of these here. Um, one of the biggest reactions I have, right, because this is really one of the first big tournaments that we're seeing um, the impact of Battle of Endor. And I'm kind of surprised that we're not seeing the Fenral Fangfighter for the Rebels more uh, to go along with those B-Wings to help out with that stress. Um, what do you guys think? I don't think the points allow for it. I think that's the problem. I think the you're you that's a five point ship, right? Yep. So, so now you've got ten points plus four. You're at fourteen. You're down to you know two three point ships, and you don't yeah, have Luke. Luke. Like, 
I I don't think you don't take boy Luke right now. Okay. Personally. Also, there's the perception that, you know, that Fenral got nerfed, so he's bad. Yeah, that is true. I mean, you can run Fen, Luke, Braylon, Gina, right? Well, no, you're still giving up a point. So it doesn't matter what you do. Like, well, you oh, can run custom Braylon you can... if you want. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <coughs> I don't know. Like, I think I think it's because the points don't fit JJ, and I don't think that Luke is worse than Fen. Period. Uh, you could you could play around with it, but I just don't think it's I don't think it's worse personally. Okay. And, and Fen dies, whereas Luke, unless you're the only Luke I see that dies instantly is is Nick Sperry's Luke. Everybody else's Luke lives longer than Nick Sperry's Luke, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wanna go over the two separatists lists and call it a call it a night? It's getting pretty late. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, there was a, what I want to do is just kind of highlight a few of these other things. I mean, you're seeing the the BOE, so Tycho makes a showing, but only one. Um, Gemmer is making a showing. This actually, if you go back and watch this, this was a pretty fun. Uh, Gemmer was on stream. Uh, somebody ran three whispers. That's crazy, right? Um, I don't know. Somebody Louis Louis ran Captain Hart. So there you go. Next week when we cover Empire, we gotta cover this list because I don't understand this list at all. Um I don't understand that list at all. Um so <laughs> there was also a seven ship showing Republic or Rebel list that again I, I think Lieutenant Brown's the wrong call here, but there is a seven ship list, and Lieutenant Blount is still a decent ship. It's not a bad ship. Um but there, that's seven. That's seven ships again. So that's some scary stuff, and that's even without any of the new stuff that comes out. Um, Joe Churchman makes an appearance. That's a similar list we've seen that before. Um, and then, really, the last ones that we have is a two separatist list that I wanted to point out because they were literally the only two separatist list that ran at all in the whole tournament. <laughs> like there was no other ones, and both of them made over top fifty. So. That's good. The first one is from Liam running Separatist Dirge, which is hilarious because Eek Pair must have added that Separatist piece to the Dirge, finally. Um, separated them out. So we got Dirge with Marksmanship, Proton Cannons, Delayed Fuses, and Concussion Bombs. So instead of the Proton Bombs, opting to go with a Concussion instead. Uh, DST81, uh, my favorite droid ever. Um, reroll Man. Love that ship so much. Um, we have SureTech with Ensnare. Uh, then we have 081 with the Energy Shells, Independent Calcs, and Struts. And then we have two HMPs making a showing here with Cluster Missiles and Seismics on 286 and 047 having Concussion Missiles, Kalani on there as well. The Kalani is an interesting choice. I tried to fly with Kalani and forgot that trigger every single time last week. So. Um, <laughs> I like it. I do think that it's interesting. You can, this list is versatile enough. You can sub that SureTech out for any four point ship. Um, I think we talked about Cad Bane being decent in, yeah. in there. So, and Cad could run proton cannons, or you can run, if you don't want the proton cannon Cad, you can run 100% a sync laser cannon Cad, and it's fun. So, yeah. Sadly, no Grievous fits in there. <laughs> I'm very sad. Yeah, I guess you could drop one of the HMPs down, right? And just run 
and run grief griefus over shirts heck good i don't mm-hmm. think that's his, i think those hmps are actually pretty good to be honest with you um when it comes to three point high health ships that uh can drop bombs and side slip yeah um the last one is from sam cooper uh running cad bane uh and dirge both of proton cannons um dirge has predator and contraband um and then cad bane has the title bo katan kree so there you go jj your favorite separatist upgrade ever and seismic <laughs> charges um and then ig 111 which we have not seen ran i don't think at all with a shield upgrade and proton cannon so that is a that's the i1 right yep there you go alex that's a new challenge for you an i1 ig11 proton cannon droid so how often do you think those proton cannons got off on that droid i mean you could do it so is it something you would would you would you run it alex would you, could, can we get you to run an i1 ig11 final ig102 like i've run uh, triple rogues and zam just slightly different rogues yeah. slightly different loadouts although i did run predator uh proton cannon dirge yeah i have ran the predator proton cannon dirge too and it does work a little bit but it's it's a it's not as you just can't use predator on proton cannons just don't try cuz you'll I mean, regret you can it if you cheat yeah <laughs> or your range one, you know. True. Where you um, can't shoot the proton cannons. Yep, yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then we also have the Notorious Zam with uh, Count Dooku, um, Notorious and Contraband, which I think is, we talked about kind of being a standard for Zam. So. Well, all right, those are the lists. We will actually, I will be taking this, uh, all of the, our Sith Taker stuff, I'll put it in a dock, and we're going to have a separate dock for the Sith Takers. Um, I like I do like uh some of these lists in here. I think the we need to be discussing the the battle of indoor stuff a little bit more and and we're going to be covering what what are we covering next week? Empire or Rebels? Republic. Yeah, Can't we Republic. already do Republic? No. No. Oh. All right, well I deleted it's all my Republic and resistance. Oops, I deleted all my Republic stuff. So I guess we're going to go over Republic next week instead of uh, rebels or empire so i'm there really you go. trying to push that out you don't know, see what we get for the rebels and uh, empire yeah yeah so <laughs> all right well thank you all for joining us tonight um we had an amazing night uh like i said i will separate out the seth takers stuff i think it's beneficial for now to keep that separate until after worlds uh for anybody that would like it and i will like i said i'll put the link in the description of our podcast episode um so that we can you can use it there uh or you can view it there if anybody has anything else, if not, we'll wrap it up. No, that's it. Uh, just excited to uh, to see how everything is going on. Um, I, have you guys noticed uh, like a slowdown in tournament play around your area so far since uh, since the end of the season? Yeah, we haven't had anything. They, yeah, they're talking. Is there any plans to do like a warm up tournament before Worlds? Yeah, we got a couple uh, uh, places that are kind of looking for it on, on uh, Eternal Warren. Uh, where like Stan Azustra usually runs it, he's gonna try to put together a warm up kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. 
So, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We will be back next week at 9 p.m. Eastern, 2100 Eastern or 0100 UTC. Thank you all. Have a good night, and we'll see you on the flippity flop. Have a good night, everybody.